following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The human mind, body, emotions, and spirit are more powerful than anyone can imagine, and we can learn to use them in new and powerful ways to create the life we've always dreamed of. On our program today, with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon, we'll address who you are, how to come to know what you believe and why, how to accept and love yourself, and how you can make changes that help you create the empowered, happy, successful life you want. Now, here's your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome to the Self-Improvement Show. This is Irene Conlon. We're broadcasting now from Fountain Hills, Arizona, where we have really clean air and wonderful views. Um, Would love to be able to share it with you, especially those of you who are still in cold country, because it's about to hit 90 degrees here, and people in this apartment complex are sitting out by the pool. Um, Nice. Really nice. Take a look at the self-improvement blog today. There, as I always say, you're going to see a picture of our guest today. You'll read, you can read his bio. You can read the review of his book. And in the right sidebar, there are a couple of videos that I think you'd really enjoy. I have to say this as, a, as, an, as an aside. Um, those of you who've been listening to the show know that I just moved. And I moved from a house with a big yard to an apartment with no backyard And so my little dog has to be in the bedroom, and he doesn't know what that's about. So if you hear him barking, it's because he's doing what dogs do. He's barking at every dog that passes by the window. So just just ignore him. Know that he's loved, and um, he's just doing what dogs do. Some years ago, Marion Williamson wrote in her book, Return to Love, Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. Many acknowledge that to be true, but are still reticent to talk about the magnificence of who they are and about the power that they have. Some can't admit it even to themselves, much less to anyone else. Today we're going to talk about this, about living in full expression of who you are, and we're going to be talking with the author of The Key to Life, Living in Full Expression. Jim Phillips is a gifted speaker, seminar leader, and certified life and business coach. For the better part of 30 years, he's been an entrepreneur and business leader inspiring others to higher levels of achievement through seminars that he gave around the United States and in parts of Europe. His real passion, though, is in the exploration and application of spiritual law as it applies to prosperity and overall quality of life. Jim is a graduate of James Madison University, where he earned a degree in business administration and management. 
He currently resides in Aldi, Virginia, where he continues his writing. And it's a beautiful place, a great place for a writer. His first book, The Key to Life, Living in Full Expression, is available wherever books are sold. And please, please get this book. He states, never has there been a time in the history of humanity when there was a greater need to understand who we are and why we are here. It is my honor and absolute pleasure to welcome to the Self-Improvement Show, Jim Phillips. Jim, welcome. Thank you very much. What a great introduction. I appreciate that. Well, I that. try. <laughs> I try. Tell, I'm going to ask you my famous question. Tell us about yourself. Who is Jim Phillips? That's always such an interesting question to be asked because I don't think we get asked that question. Now, being on radio shows, I get asked the question, but I don't think all of us during the course of our lives really get asked who we are. We get asked, what do you do? And I always hesitate when I answer this question because I'm not what I do. And it, it, it's kind Thank of hard you. to to really describe it, but I will say that who I am is a, I'm a soul, but I'm, I'm, I'm in human form, obviously, and I'm, I'm, a, I'm someone who is always trying to live in full expression of who I am, and, and by that, I mean just living from my true essence, the, the core of who I am, from my own truth. And what I want everybody to understand is that that continuously changes because who we are, who we express ourselves as, is dependent upon the situation that we find ourselves in. Now, ideally, we would handle each situation in, in a similar fashion, and that is being peaceful, being calm, being joyful, being happy, being loving, but that's not always the case. So I guess to answer your question, who am I? I am a constantly evolving spiritual being in human form, loving life, doing the best I can, and hopefully serving as an example to others of who they are and what they're capable of doing. And I think that speaks really to the point of Marianne Williamson's quote, and I love that quote. Oh, I do too. I I do too. And and if I were a teacher, I would give you an A-plus for that answer. I really appreciate that answer. You know, your book, you have a book, The Key to Life, The Key to Life, Living in Full Expression. How did you come to write this book, and who is it written for? Well, let me point out something that you may or may not have picked up on when you were reading the book, and that is the word life is the acronym for living in full expression. Oh, I did not pick up on that. A lot of people don't. And that really gets to the point of writing the book, because to me, that is the key to life. That's why we're here. We're to live in full expression of who we are. And it it really has come as a result of so many things, but life experiences that I've had, difficulties and challenges like everybody has. My life has not been anything extraordinary. It's been much like anybody else's. We all have our certain levels of challenges, some people a little bit more difficult than others. 
I've been blessed in that I've had a really good life and had a lot of successes in a lot of different areas. But I still have always had this sense that even though I'm doing as well as I am doing, and even though I've overcome the challenges that I created, and I use that intentionally because I do believe we create our own challenges, which provide the opportunity for us to live in full expression while we are working through that particular challenge. So the book really was written for everybody. And I know when you write a book, you're not supposed to say it's for everybody because not everybody's going to resonate with it. But when I say everybody, it's everybody who is ready for it. And I know that sounds like a a strange statement to make. But what I have found is that most people get to a point in life where they, they stop and they say, you know, my life's been good, but there's got to be more to it than what I've experienced so far. And that's what the book addresses. It addresses that point in time that all of us, I believe, eventually get to, regardless of how successful you've been or if you've had a difficult, challenging life to that point. There always comes that point, in my opinion, where we say there's got to be more to this. So the book addresses that and really helps people understand that whatever they've had happen to them or whatever they've done to that point in their lives, they were all experiences of life. That's all it is. It doesn't determine who they are, it doesn't define who they are, and it doesn't limit what they can do from that point forward. And when we have that recognition or that awareness that from this moment on, I can choose how I want my life to unfold, then that's what living in full expression is. It's living from that truth and then also the truth of who we know ourselves to be in the way that we want to express ourselves. And that's where we have free will. Oh, I love what you say about free will. Before we get into that, you have another book out, and as I understand, it's launching today. Tell us yeah. about this book. What is it? Is it a follow-up of of um, the keys to life? The key to life, or you know, tell us a little bit about it and how people can find out about it, and you know, just you know, tell us about okay. this new book. It, it, it did launch this morning. I'm in Virginia, so. It did launch this morning, three hours before, two hours, I guess, before you would have seen it launched. It is available now, and I'll give a, a web address that anybody who wants to, for the next couple of days, I'm, a, I'm giving it away for free. And just as a, a gift to anybody who wants to receive the book, I've also got seven other really incredible thought leaders that are part of the launch with me, and they're offering some free gifts to folks who download my book during this time frame. It's called From, From Inspiration to Intention, Living the Life You Imagine. And it, it is an offshoot of the key to life. And the way that this book came to be was that I was doing a book signing probably, oh, I believe it was last, maybe last June, June, July, something like that. And during the book signing, this woman came up and started talking to me. She bought a copy of my book, and she told me she was a publisher. And she lived up in New York, and this book signing was in Virginia. And we talked and just discussed my book, and and she was very nice and very kind and thanked me for the book. Well, she called me a couple of weeks after that, and she said that she read the book, that she really enjoyed it, thought it had some great information in it. And she said, in fact, you have so much information in here that there's an opportunity for you to write quite a few books by pulling some of the information out and going into a lot more detail and depth. So that's what I did. That's what From Inspiration to Intention is. There's a portion of the key to life in it. It's not verbatim, but there's a portion of it that I go into much greater detail. And it's really about, it's about recognizing 
and honoring the inspirations that we have and recognizing they are communications from our soul, telling us this is something the soul wants to experience during this incarnation. And we get those inspirations all the time. Far too often we ignore them or we think they're silly or that people are going to say something about us or not like us or laugh yeah. at us. Who am I to write about something like that uh, exactly. idea? So what's the website? It's actually going to be on my Facebook. I have a, a Facebook page as an author. So it's going to be facebook.com forward slash author Jim Phillips, author A-U-T-H-O-R. So Facebook, facebook.com forward slash author Jim Phillips. And you'll see on there, I changed my profile page with an arrow on it pointing down to where there's a link. And you can click on the link and it'll allow you to download the book and get the other free gifts. I'll try to get this on my website as well as soon as we finish the show so people can, you know, if they don't find it, then they can come to the self-improvement blog and and find the link. Um, Great. Because I, I think this is... I think this is a really important one. We get these little glimmers of inspiration and we, you know, push them back down saying, no, I can't do that. You know, I used to say I can't do that because I'm from West Texas and nobody from West Texas ever did anything. But then I found out that they did. And so Mm -hmm. that was no good anymore. (laughs) I really encourage all of you who have not read Um, the key to life to get the book and when you get this book you're definitely going to want the one the new one that's just out today it's time for us to take a break Uh, so before we get into any of the really meaty stuff here we're going to go to break so stay tuned we'll be right back with more with Jim Phillips build your better business Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. When you think of inspiring women, who comes to mind? Is it a visionary like Oprah Winfrey? Political or legal figures like Hillary Clinton or Sonia Sotomayor? Or how about entrepreneurial business leaders like Meg Whitman? No matter whom you might be thinking of, make sure to add one more to that list. Deanne DeMarco. She's the host of Today's Inspiring Women. Each week, Deanne turns you on to the next rising star in business and leadership and what their successes and challenges have been. Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on Voice America Empowerment. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You are tuned in to The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is theselfimprovementblog at gmail.com. 
Now, let's get back to the Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to the Self-Improvement Show. Our guest today is Jim Phillips, author of Key to Life, Living in Full Expression, an absolutely wonderful book. Um, Get it however you can. If you need to borrow it, do that too. Uh, There's an expression, and you've, you've touched on some of this, the expression, and we've all heard it, life happens. Now, and it's usually said when there's some kind of upheaval, but life happens. You say, though, that life is created and experienced. Talk about that. What do you mean when you say life is created and experienced? Well, it goes back to my belief as to what life is, and, and by that, what life is, meaning why are we even here? Why are we on the planet? What's the purpose behind that? And then a lot of people will confuse that with our life's purpose. And our life's purpose is really what we're here to experience and express as individuals. When I look at the the, the purpose of life, I believe, and the, the simple answer, and, and a lot of people have heard this before, is that we are expressions of the divine, expressions of God, expressions of spirit, and that through us, the divine is expressed. We as the soul, if you will, in human form, as the expression of the divine, are here to allow the divine to experience and express itself through us. In in my opinion, through the experiences we create specifically for that purpose. So when we have a difficult or challenging situation, and that's usually the place that most people go when we talk about you're responsible for your life. People will say, well, why would I ever create that difficult, challenging experience? Well, it's so that you can experience and express yourself through that challenge. And this really gets back to Marianne Williamson's statement, because when we're in the midst of those difficult, challenging times, that's when we have the best opportunity to exercise our personal power. And that's what life is about. It's about expanding our personal power, getting to understand it, getting to know it, getting to experience it, and getting to express it. So the way that I view life now is I don't look at those difficult, challenging situations as being something thrown in front of me to hold me back. It really is something that's been created to give me the opportunity of living in full expression of who I am and expanding upon my personal power. And then the more of those I call them opportunities. The more of those opportunities that we have and we gain the benefit of experiencing and expressing, expressing our true selves, we expand. And then the next opportunity we have is going to be another opportunity for us to expand our experience and expression of ourselves. Now, you, you started this by saying life happens. I do believe that there are random events that happen in the course of our lives. We, we are not in complete control of all of those things. What we're in control of is how we choose to experience the event. And, and that is in our full control. And you can say that you've been in an accident or something like that. And you can say, well, I didn't create the accident. Well, you're having the experience of what it is in the accident. You have the experience of yourself as you deal with whatever that particular event might bring to you. But it's always about you becoming more of who you are. And I shouldn't say becoming because you're not becoming more. You're experiencing and expanding your knowledge and and understanding of who you are through that experience, if that makes sense. So you're saying you can choose to kick and flail and have a fit or you can deal with it and learn what you can from it. 
is that basically how we interpret that? Yes, I, I think that's true, and I think sometimes we choose to kick and flail because that's just another experience, and there's nothing wrong with that. And I guess that's one thing I want people to understand. There is no right or wrong choice. It's a choice. If you choose to kick and flail, then there are consequences that will come as a result of that choice, and then whatever those consequences are is another opportunity for us to experience ourselves within the context of that new event or that new experience. So we're constantly a choice point. And that's how we create the direction of our lives is every choice we make, which is really the, the choice to respond to whatever is happening within our world at that particular moment. Now, the, the positive side of all of this is that we can have really strong desires or we can have an inspiration that we've been given of, of an experience that we want to create. And, and I look at everything in life, as I mentioned, as an experience. So my writing the book, it wasn't about me writing the book. It was about the experience of me writing the book. So I wanted to have that experience. So I started making decisions that were in alignment with the book coming, coming into fruition, coming to be written. So I'm, I'm supporting myself by the choices that I make. And what I have always found is that when I'm making those choices, which we'll just call empowering choices, all of the things that are necessary for me to reach that end result, which in this case was the writing of the book, but it was really the experience getting there that was the, the, the real reason for it, everything shows up just when it needs to for me to be able to do what it is that I need to do to have that experience that I put out into the universe, if you will, that I wanted to have. And that's a very powerful concept that the universe responds. When we mean business, the universe responds with, with things we need to accomplish it. Mm -hmm. I hadn't thought about it exactly that way, but it's quite an empowering idea. Here, we've all heard, ask and it shall be given unto you. We've, we've, everybody has heard that in one way, shape, or form, whether it's in a religious context or whether it's in the law of attraction or the secret or whatever whatever form it might have been shown. And that is a very true and very powerful statement. The universe responds to our desires, to our requests. And the important part is that it, 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 it won't respond to what we want to have as our experience if we don't ask for it. And I think people forget that. They're, they're, well, we might ask for it, but we might at the same time think, oh, well, I'll never get it. I'll ask, exactly. but I'll never exactly. get it. No. Right. Why would the universe give that to me? I've heard right. people say that. Right. And I'm thinking, well, they it won't give it to you because you, you don't think it's going <laughs> to. Right, right. And if you don't believe it's possible or you don't think you're worthy of it, why should anybody else or why should the universe? It, it, it really is. It's about accepting the power that we are. And when we, when we give that notification to the universe that this is the experience I want to have, but you make the commitment, and the commitment is you start making decisions, you start monitoring your thoughts so that they are in alignment with that experience you want to have, you're showing you're all in, and that's extremely important. You're saying, okay, I'm in. I'm going to do all the things that I can do, and then you say, universe, hey, help me out now. Do your role or play your part. In, in the bringing about of whatever this experience is. That, and you that make a very create. powerful statement that goes right in line with that. You say, life is experienced in the moment, but we take ourselves out of the moment with our worries and concerns, our thoughts and beliefs, 
mostly about the past and the future. Very mm-hmm. powerful statement. One of the other things that you talk about that I think is really important, and I hadn't heard it expressed quite the same way you do, is, is about living in the heart. Talk a little bit about living in the heart. To me, oh. living, in the, living in the heart is really living as the true essence of who we are. And to put it in a simple word, it's living in love, living from love, of love, and recognizing that that is the underlying force or energy uh, of everything. And living in the heart is honoring that and, and understanding that. And it is, it, we know when we're living from the heart because of the feeling associated with it. So I can't tell you what it is because we can't describe feelings to other people because they're, they're, they're our own feelings. But I know when I'm being true to myself and when I'm being true to myself, I believe I'm honoring that love and honoring that, that heart, honoring spirit. And, and when I'm making decisions, when I'm interacting with other people, when I have that feeling of what that feeling is for me, then I know that that's the truth for me. And I think the more difficult thing for most people is that we don't honor that. We don't recognize that as really being the true guidance we're given from the divine. And our, our soul obviously is that expression of the divine. So it's our soul really saying, yeah, this is true for you. This is, this is what you need to do. This is the direction you need to go. This is in the highest and best good for you and all concerned. And often we're, we're not willing to even accept that the divine is that interested in us. It's an interesting thing that we do as humans. You talk about an, an enriched life. You know, this kind of goes along with living from the heart. What does an enriched life look like? To me, it's, it's always... It's always about making every experience you have more rewarding and more fulfilling. It's about expanding upon the experience, using myself as the example, expanding upon my experience of myself. And when I say myself, it's two words. It's M-Y and then a capital S for self. And self to me is the, it's the union of the divine spirit and the human spirit. That's the the. Uh, the the sum total of who I am as that integrated aspect of the divine with the human spirit and the divine spirit. And when I, when I'm, I just lost my train of thought. When I, when I, when I'm living from that place of, of knowing that I'm, I'm operating from that, that self, that, that really knowing that that's, that's what's trying to be expressed through me then I, I make better decisions. And when I make better decisions, my life becomes more enriched. It becomes, and, and it enriches the lives of people around me as well, because when I'm coming from that place, I'm not judging. I'm, I'm, I'm loving unconditionally. But I'll also say that I don't believe there's anything as, I don't believe there is anything called unconditional love, because anything that we call love to which there's conditions attached isn't love. Love is as love is. There isn't. There I'm isn't, glad to hear it, you say that because I, I struggle with that one too. One of the things you say, and I think you're describing it here, is you know that there's a difference between being a perfect human and perfectly human. And it seems mm-hmm. to me that we 
we don't, it's not okay for us to be human. We, you know, we want to be perfect. That was a funny bit of guidance that I was given, and that was a, that was a personal experience. I, as I was writing and as I've been doing workshops and seminars and coaching and things like that, I have this idea of what I think a, a spiritually based person should look like and how they should act and how they should talk and how they should be. And I kept finding myself not doing what I believed that particular type of a person would do or would be. And I was struggling with it. And it was frustrating. And and so in meditation, I'm I'm asking, you know, what's going on here? Because I know I I know better than this. That was what I was telling myself. I know better than this. If I'm out teaching people about these particular topics and this way of living life, why am I having this difficulty with it? And immediately the response I was given was, quit trying to be the perfect human and be perfectly human. That's why and you're I here. Love, and on that note, which I find absolutely wonderful, it's time for us to go to break. So stay tuned. We're going to be right back with more of these wonderful ins- insights with Jim. Stay tuned. We're on Facebook along with some of the greatest minds of the world. And that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. Are you ready to move to your next level? Listen for Empowering Women, Transforming Lives with host Rebecca Hall Greider. Each show will focus on a central topic with discussion, guests, and your questions being featured. Our show is perfect for women who feel a call in their heart to step out in a bigger, more powerful way in their life and just need some encouragement, inspiration, and practical steps to support them on their journey. Empowering Women, Transforming Lives can be heard live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Empowerment. Every one of us confronts challenges that rock our world to the core, making us confused and disoriented, not knowing which way is up. On The Mother Rising, host Margaret Jacobson will nourish that spark that enlivens. You will be both empowered and inspired to create the changes leading you on your path to your own true freedom. Discover your worth and what you are capable of. Tune into The Mother Rising every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel, voiceamericaempowerment.com. You are tuned in to The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is theselfimprovementblog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to The Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to The Self-Improvement Show. We're talking today with Jim Phillips, who has written this wonderful book, The Key to Life. I hope you will get this book. It's extremely helpful. Um, and what We were talking a little bit during the break about the one-line zingers that I found really, really helpful. I picked up this book because I didn't have one written down, and, and I opened it to this. Here's a one-line zinger. There is no right path or wrong path. 
there is your path. I love that. It spoke to me the first time I read it, and it spoke to me now again. Jim, where do these one-line zingers come from? Because they're very clear and very powerful. I have been taking early morning walks for probably the last 25 or 30 years. And when I say early morning, I'm talking 5.30, maybe 6 o'clock in the morning, and I usually walk for 45 minutes to an hour. And that's really my meditative time, and I, it's a walking meditation. I'm, I'm walking, and I'm really open. I'm clear. Usually it's still dark outside. I'm, I'm very receptive to whatever information may come into me. And that's when those, those zingers, as you call them, are given to me. And a lot of times they'll come in, in a kind of a fractured phrase, and then I'll play with it a little bit. They could come as a result of, a, of something I had been working on or thinking about the day before, the night before. And then when I'm walking, I'll be given the answer to whatever the particular topic was that I was working on or thinking about. And so that's where they come from. And that particular one was really as a result of writing about the whole idea of people's life's purpose and, and what, we're, what we're all here for. And the, the unfortunate thing that we all do is we tend to compare our lives to other people's lives, and we make a judgment as to whether or not our life is good or whether or not somebody else's life are good, is good. But it's only based on our, our knowing and knowledge. And we have no idea what the other person's going through, just like they have no idea what we're going through or have gone through. So the whole point being, don't follow somebody else's path because you think that's a better path. It's not. It's just, it's not right or wrong. Your path is your path. And it's kind of funny because in my presentations, people will say something like, I just started my spiritual journey. And I'm saying, no, you didn't. You've been on it ever since you came out of the womb. This whole process is your spiritual journey. You then all of a sudden wake up and say, okay, now I'm going to go on a spiritual path. It's all about that. And, and we can take that left-hand turn, and people will say, well, I've, I've got off the path that I was on. No, you didn't. Your path just happened to turn to the left. Yeah, it, 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 it took a there's, turn. There's, right. Sometimes it goes over a bridge, and sometimes you bump into a boulder, but it's still your path. Right. It's just what? one continuous one continuous journey through life. And you, you're talking about one-line zingers. There's another word that I use in the book that I really think is a cool word, and it's sojourn. S-O-U-R-N. Oh, I love that. I was, I was going to ask you about sojourn. Let's talk about sojourn. And then I want to talk about fear-sightedness as well. You have some wonderful words here. Okay. Soldier well, really came as a result of thinking about life. I definitely believe, and I'll, I'll just say I know. I know that I have been on this planet many, many times. I've had many, many life experiences. So I was looking at that whole idea, and the word sojourn, which we all are familiar with, is about having a temporary trip or a temporary journey. Well, then I looked at the word soul, which is really who we are. It's, it's the essence of who we are while we're here in human form, and I combined it. So it's sojourn, which is a short journey of the soul. And, you know, a lifetime, we look at life being on average 75, 80, 85 years, and we think that's an extended period of time. But when you look at it in comparison to the infinite, it's just a speck of time. It's a so drop it's a, in it's that a soul big bucket, journey. yeah. Mm-hmm. Soul journey. It's, it, and you have an acronym for soul. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that was another one of those 
words that came to me in the in early morning walk. And in fact, I call those early early morning walks being immersed in the silence of the dawn. And I'm actually, I'm going to be writing a book called that, called the uh, Immersion in the Silence of the Dawn, which is going to have all of these these sayings that have been given to me with a an in-depth explanation of how they came to me, the purpose behind them, and how they might be applied in an individual's life. And I think that's going to be kind of an interesting read, but that's a little bit further down the road. But the word the word soul, I was I was again walking one morning, and I was just thinking about our relationship to God or to spirit and really trying to make a connection. I've always had this thing with words where I can see things within a word that, that really kind of help explain what I believe is a hidden meaning in the word. So I was thinking about the word soul and I was thinking about God. Well, how do we look at God? What do we think God is? What's our relationship? And of course, the one thing that always comes up is unconditional love. Now, you heard me say a few minutes ago that I don't believe in unconditional love, but that's just what most of us are familiar with. So we go with that in terms of what we believe that the divine is. It's about unconditional love. So I looked at it, it, who we are, and I believe we're an extension of the divine. And as an extension of the divine, we're here as a soul. So the word soul stands for source of unconditional love. Right along with that thought, and, and I, I think that's really a profound way to think about the soul. Everybody has trouble thinking about the soul or, you know, spirit because it's so nebulous. We, we can't put our hands on it. Um, but you, you make this statement. We are the creator and the creation. Talk about that. Well, if you think about what I said earlier, where we create the experiences that we create in our lives to have a greater experience of ourselves. So what we're doing through all of these experiences is having an expanded experience of who we are, or we're creating a better version of ourselves. And and see if I can explain this in a way that makes sense. We're not becoming more than what we are, but we're, we're having a grander experience of who we are. And we're creating those grander experiences through the choices that we make. So it's through the choices that we make that we create that experience, and that experience is who we are. So when I say that we're the creator and the creation, we're creating the experiences that we have that give us the greater experience and expression of who we are, which expands our knowledge, again, experience of who we are. So we're creating that that much grander version of ourselves. Does that make sense? Did you get that? It, I got that. It, it does make sense. And my mind went to, but we don't all choose experiences that expand us, or do we? If I make the choice to murder somebody, is that in some way going to expand me? No. What is all of that about when we make choices that harm other people or degrade other people you didn't talk about that in the book and mm-hmm. it just popped into my head now as we're talking about being the creator and the creation mm-hmm. well we have to understand that a lot of choices that we make are they're made subconsciously so i can't say why a particular choice is being made by someone and it goes all back I, to your discussion of free will because we and you, you spend a good bit of time talking about free will Mm-hmm. We have that ability. Right. Right. 
we, we, we make choices, you know, in a conscious, if using murder as the example, when you murder somebody, that's conscious. I'm talking about somebody deliberately doing it, not something that happens by accident or something right. like that. But somebody who deliberately goes out and says, I'm going to murder a person. That's a conscious choice that that's pers- that person is making. And could it be made because of there being some chemical imbalance or some mental illness and that sort of thing? Oh, Absolutely. Sure. So that, that's part of the mix, too. But I'm going to say something, and, and this is going to offend some people, and some people will say, well, that's just ridiculous. That's just you trying to explain your way out of this. The fact of the matter is that when something horrific happens, there is an opportunity for those who witness it, experience it, become aware of it, to, to express unbridled compassion. And I know that's a difficult thing to think about when we're looking at somebody who might have harmed a a loved one. It's also about forgiveness. It's about all of those things that we have the opportunity to experience and express. And don't misunderstand. I'm not saying it's easy. And I'm not saying that that's the immediate place that people will go. It's a very difficult thing to do when you're in the midst of something that's, that's horrendous or tragic. But Somebody sometimes that's where the great, greatest growth comes and the deepest understandings come from some right. of those experiences. Right, and, and that was going to be my next point, getting, getting back to your question, because when somebody does something like that, it also gives us an opportunity to kind of look at ourselves. And we might find that, that we're following a similar path, and we say, whoa, well, that's not where I want to go. And it causes us to become aware of who we are and where we are at that moment. And we start making different choices. We start making better choices. When, when Marianne Williamson says at the bottom of her quote that we all serve as an example to each other of what we're capable of being, yes. that's something that I repeat quite a bit in my book and in my presentations. So anytime anybody does something that we become aware of, that we witness, they're serving as an example to us. And it's not necessarily an example of the person you want to be, but they're serving as an example to you of who they are, and we can then make choices against that as, as to whether or not that's the direction we want to go, or that's the experience we want to have, or that's the way I want to express in the world. So there's always that opportunity. So regardless of what, what happens, and this is why I say everything in life is an experience, there are some difficult, challenging things that happen. And we have the free will choice of how we're going to respond to it or how we're going to uh, have the experience. I, had, I, had a, a, I did a presentation the other night, and just a real quick story around this, and we were talking about personal empowerment, and, and the question that was raised had to do with the fact that, using myself as an example, here I am, I was born in the United States, I was born in a good family, we had some financial difficulties, but nothing compared to what some people around the world deal with, I'm doing fine right now, and, you know, here I am. And I was talking about how anybody at any place and time on the planet can choose to live the life they want to live. And that everybody has the same opportunity to to live fully and live richly. And the the example, the question was with the example, what about a young child that's born in Somalia, where they're born born into those very difficult situations? 
And, and I, I told them my answer was that that's why I believe in reincarnation. I don't believe it's one and done. I don't believe that somebody who would be born into very adverse situations, that's the only opportunity at life they're given. It doesn't make sense. It that's doesn't, judge, doesn't no. That's judgment. One of the things, and it's almost time to go to break, and I want to leave my listeners with this thought. One of the statements you make, and it just sort of, it just startled me when I got to it. It's all about me. And then you ask, how does that statement make you feel? So I want to talk about that when we come back. So listeners, while we go on break, think about the statement. It's all about me. We'll be right back with more. So stay tuned. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. It's time to access your magic. Tune in each week to Living in the Magic of Possibilities with your host, Glenice Hughes. Our topics cover finances, personal health, business, relationships, mediumship, and so much more. If you want to access all that is possible in your life, listen to Glenice and her expert guests who've turned the impossible into the possible. Living in the Magic of Possibilities is heard live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. You are tuned in to The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is theselfimprovementblog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to The Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to The Self-Improvement Show. Today we're talking to Jim Phillips who's written a couple of really wonderful books. Um, go, to the, go to the blog and you can find out how to get in touch with him about his newest book that's being offered free. I couldn't recommend it more. I can't wait to get it myself. We left you hanging before the break with the thought, it's all about me. Jim, will you speak to that just a little bit? I will. And as we were talking about during the break, this is the most, controversial part of the book, only in that we have been, for most, for most of us, we've been, we've been born and programmed to believe that we are here to be our, our brother's keeper. Now, I know my just saying that probably raised a bunch of eyebrows, but here's the thought behind that, and, and then I'll get to the all, it's all about me part, but if I'm doing something for other people because somebody told me that's the way it's supposed to be, 
I'm not doing it out of, out of, out of the heart, out of the essence of who I am, out of love. I'm doing it because somebody has said, this is the way you're supposed to be, and because there's some reward for you doing it. And I don't believe that's the way life is supposed to be lived. I don't believe we should do something because we feel there's, there's a reward on the other side. And when I say it's all about me, if I live my life as fully and completely as I possibly can, or if anybody lives their life as fully and completely as they possibly can, if they're honoring their, their true self, if they're following the inspiration of their soul, and they're, they're having the experiences that they're here to have, and we, we serve other people or we help other people because of who we are, without any idea, thought, or suggestion about there being any reward or any recognition for that, then we're being true to ourselves, and that's why it's all about me. It's about me making the best decisions that I possibly can, because if I'm living my life fully and truly and completely as I know myself to be, as the the individuated expression of the divine, then anything that I do is going to be of benefit to other people. And probably the greatest thing that I could do, and this gets back to Marianne Williamson's quote, and this is why that's such a brilliant quote, is that we all serve as an example to other people of what is possible for them. So if I'm living from my heart and my true essence, and I'm making decisions that are allowing me to continue to live from that true essence, that's why it's all about me. I am the authority of my life. I'm the only one who has the the opportunity or the the absolute right to make a final decision. I can be influenced by other people or I can allow other people to influence me, but ultimately I am the one making the final decision. And if I'm living from my truth, I'm following my inner guidance, I'm being true to myself, then I know that I'm going to be making those decisions that not only are the highest and best good for me, but they're the highest and best good for everybody. Wonderful. <laughs> I mean, the whole concept of that is so rich. It, it, it sort of turns us around and gets our thinking straightened out a little bit. And, and I really appreciate that you spoke to that in your book and again here. Irene, let me, let me just, just a real quick comment. This might help people better understand this. We've also been told within that whole concept of we are our brother's keeper, that it's better to give than receive. But I want you to think about this. When you give something to somebody or when you do something for somebody, how does that make you feel? Oh, it makes me feel wonderful. It may right. not make them feel wonderful. Right. So here, turn that around. If I am willing to receive what you have to give, I'm giving you that opportunity to have that incredible yes. feeling about yourself for having given to somebody else. So we, we have to be willing to to see it from the other side. There's, there's more, perspective, more perspectives or a different perspective than the one that we typically live from. And I guess the whole purpose of the book is to open people up to other perspectives. It's not about this is the way you should live your life, but here are some other perspectives. How does this resonate with you? How might you look at things a little bit differently that might better your life and in doing so better the lives of people around you? And, and there's just, there's so much meat in this book. This is not a book of just dessert. <laughs> there's a lot of really good meat in this book. And, and it comes in bites that you can digest 
it's very clear. It just takes you in some different directions than you may have been taken before. You talk about four cycles of life, and you know, I really spent some time here. Um, this really resonated with me. Talk a little bit about the four cycles of life. Yeah, this is right at the end of the book. It is, and, yep, it's at the end. Yeah, it, it's right at the end of the book, and it's, it's really about helping people understand that everything that happens in life happens as a cycle. It's like yeah, we can compare it to the, the orbit of the planets and the way the solar system works, the ebb and flow of the tides, everything that, that happens, the, the, the phases of the moon. And so I got into it looking at life and life being our experience while we're here and really trying to encapsulate it in a way that I could understand it because, first of all, I have to understand it before I can share it with people in a way that uh, can be understood. So the four phases are reflection, revelation, resurrection, or excuse me, I missed one, uh, reflection, revelation, reconciliation, and uh, resurrection. And it, it's, it's a constant cycle. Now, what I also point out in the book, and I'll explain these in, in just a second, what, what I explain in the book is that we can have several cycles within a lifetime, or our entire life can be one cycle. It, it, it doesn't matter. It just depends on the life experience that we're here to have. So reflection is really when we get to that point in life, when we start to question everything. We just say, well, why is it this way, or why do I believe the way that I believe? What is it that caused me to form this opinion or this belief? And keep in mind that the beliefs that we hold are those thoughts and ideas against which we make most life's decisions. And when I went through this process, I realized that a lot of what I believed wasn't true. And then I said, well, if what I believe isn't true and I'm making decisions against these beliefs, how far from the truth am I? And that was kind of scary. It is scary. So, yeah, yeah. So I, I I started making decisions that were that were more in alignment with my with my truth as I understand it. I'm constantly looking at what I believe. The second one is revelation. Revelation is when after reflection you say, Oh, there is another perspective. And we, we really look at it and we play with it and we massage it and we, we come to a different understanding. The reconciliation part of the of the four cycle phase or four phase cycle is when we, we recalibrate. We start living from that new knowing, from that new understanding of truth as we know it to that moment. And then the resurrection is really, we, we finally get to that point, and the words that I use is it's our rising up from the metaphysical or from the metaphorical death of our previous expression of self. So this is the expansion. This is the expansion process. We get to that point at the resurrection where we're no longer the same expression of who we are prior to this cycle beginning. And then it begins again. We go through different life experiences. We start to reflect. We, we reconcile. We get back to another resurrection. And to me, it was just a really beautiful way of explaining the different phases in life that we go through. And eventually, it, it's the, and you express this, um, we, we really come together. The, the human part of us comes together with the divine. Mm-hmm. And to me, that says, and then we're whole. I, mm-hmm. I don't know whether everybody else gets that, but to me, it said, and then we're whole. Mm-hmm. 
I hate to say this, but we're right up to the end of the show, and I want to ask you that question. What's the thought you'd like to leave with our listeners today? Well, I'm going to leave a thought that is very much in alignment to Marianne Williamson's, and I just I think it's so cool that you opened the show with that thought because it, it really has allowed me to express in, I, I think, some uh, very deep language and understanding really what the book is all about because I do resonate so deeply with that, that quote by Marianne. But the thought really is that we are so much more powerful than we believe ourselves to be. And we've got to start recognizing that. Instead of beating ourselves up all the time, we need to start looking at all of those experiences we've had in life when we've really stepped up, when we have overcome what at the time seemed like insurmountable obstacles that were in front of us. And, and a way to look at that is typically after we've gone through a very difficult time, we look back on it, we reflect on it, and we say, you know, that was, a, that was a blessing in disguise. And so we're acknowledging it at that time, that it was a blessing, that there was something to be gained. Now, we also say, I don't want to go through it again, but we recognize that it was something very powerful and very beneficial to us. And so and, in closing, we need to say, take a look at some of those blessings that you've had in disguise. Please, please get a copy of this book and look for the new one from Inspiration to Intention. This is Irene Conlon and my guest Jim Phillips saying thank you for being with us today. Come again next week for more of the Self-Improvement Show. Thank you again for joining Dr. Irene Conlon for the Self-Improvement Show. Please listen again next Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Remember that improvement out there starts in here.